Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved anywhere in the world by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org is our email address, and uh, we'll take your calls. Uh, I'll reply to you to your call or email, all right? Church at bondinfo.org. Put your name and town on your emails. Good morning, everybody here. Good morning. I appreciate you being here. It is summertime, so thank you for showing up. Um, I want to talk to you about this whole thing that happened in the media this week with uh, Barack Obama, the president, the professor of uh, Harvard, um, Henry Louis Gates, and uh, Officer Crowley from Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's what everybody and their mama are talking about now. And uh, as you know by now, um, Professor uh, Gates returned from a trip, according to the report that we're getting. Professor Gates returned from a uh, trip, out-of-town trip. When he arrived home, he could not get into his home. And uh, so he and his driver, who was a black man, were trying to, uh, I guess, pushed the door open with their shoulders, at least one of the guys, and a, a, someone saw them and it looked as though they were trying to break into the home. Uh, uh, the, the witness called the police and said it looked like a break-in next door. The police officer showed up, and when he arrived, according to the story, uh, Professor Gates was in his home. He had gotten in some kind of a way. The officer went up on, to the door, and, uh, you know, just to make sure everything was fine, he asked the professor to show his ID that he was checking out a break-in. He wanted to make sure this is the right guy in the home. <laughs> then he also asked uh, the professor, was anybody else in the home, according to the story. But when he asked the professor for his, this black guy for his uh, ID, to show his ID, he said, no, according to the story. No, I'm not going to show my ID. And... Um, uh, I guess they kind of stayed at it for a while, and he finally showed his, uh, his ID from the school that he works. It had no picture on it, according to the story. So he said, let me see your picture ID. And at that point, the professor asked, why do you want to see it? Is it because I'm black? You know, and just one thing led to another one, according to the witnesses. And um, so the officer at some point asked the guy to come outside and let's talk. He said, yeah, I talked to your mama, your mama. He's a professor now of Harvard, an older man, speaking in that manner. And so, long story short, uh, he ended up taking the professor to jail for disorderly conduct. And they started to cry racism, and they let the guy out. They dropped the charges, eventually dropped the charges, which I thought was wrong, because if he, uh, if he broke the law, he needed to go through the same process that we would have to go through had we broken the law. But because of who he, what he does, uh, and, and the professor was quoted as saying, do you know who I am? You don't know who you're messing with. Like, just because he's a professor at a school, if you break the law, it doesn't matter who you are. If the president breaks the law, he should go to jail, or whatever the law requires, whatever the punishment is. But the guy ended up, they dropped the charges. And, and so President Obama held a press conference about the nationalized health care and at the end of the press conference, a reporter got up and asked about that incident. 
and asked, did, it, did he think it has anything to do with racism? And Obama said, uh, uh, Professor Gate is his friend, and he knows the guy, and he thought that the police officer acted stupidly. And he said that he went on to say that America has a history of black men being stopped, you know, while driving. And we have a history of racism. So he added to that. He also said, well, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but the cop acted stupidly. And when he said that, all hell broke loose. And so everybody in the mama, almost everybody in the mama been talking about it. I have two people here who didn't know about it. So not quite everybody in the mama are talking about it, but mostly everybody in the mama. And now there's this divide there um, um, uh, between the races again like no other time. I think it's worse now than ever before. I thought that Jesse Jackson and, and the NAACP and other had, you know, divided the races and they couldn't be divided anymore. But I, I think it's worse now. Um, some people say that they feel that Obama should not have said that. And most of you here say you feel that he should not have said it. I am, um, it, the subject today is, um, our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. It's not between blacks and whites, men against women, but it's a, it's a battle between right and wrong, good and evil. And people don't really see that that's what's going on. They get involved as though it's a, a physical battle and they're trying to fight a spiritual battle in a physical manner. And as long as you're trying to fight it in that way, it's not going to, uh, it's not going to, you're not going to win. You're absolutely not going to win. You're not going to win in your private life, your personal life. You're not going to win in your public life as long as you think that it is a physical battle. It is absolutely not. This is why God said that we must be born again so that we can see that the battle is a spiritual battle. We have some people who come in uh, since we started here. I just want to know by the show of hands, and I, I know some of you have already done it. How many of you felt that Obama should not have said what he said? He should not have said it. Uh, okay. You should not have said it. Very interesting. Um, before I tell you what I think about it, I like to fellowship. I don't just want to come and preach at you. I want you to be able to see things for yourself. So I like a little feedback of why you think he should not have said anything, if you don't mind telling me. Uh, why do you think he should not have said anything? Well, he, his original statement was that he didn't know the facts. So right. why give an opinion like that until you, until you know for sure what went on? OK. Yes? Yeah, would say exactly the same thing. All right. Um, you, you think he should not have said anything? Why? Simply because, uh, simply because this was um, <clears throat> this was a local uh, issue, and he didn't uh, have all the fa he was in no position to make a judgment before getting all the facts together. Okay. Yes, Ron. Um, he said that was his friend. Well, you know, he's supposed to be the head, so he has to be unbiased about everything. He can't yeah. play favorites. He's a president for the people. Yes. Right. You know, I was thinking about the health care plan this week. And the president said that socialized health care will not affect Congress or 
the president because they have the best insurance in the world? <laughs> Did you know that every year if Congress is not happy with their insurance, they can drop it and get another one, another better one? Did you know about that? No. And the president said that he has the best insurance there is. His doctor is with him all the time. So they're not going to be a part of the socialized medicine just for the peasants. And so I thought to myself, don't the government work for me? Am I the boss of the government? And if I'm the boss, why do the employees have uh, uh, better insurance than the boss? Don't the government work for us, or did I miss something? Do they work for us? Yes. Don't we pay them? They're supposed to. I'm asking, do we? Do we pay the government? Yes. Yes. Run the do we? We do, but they don't work. But aren't we the bosses? So why is it that the boss insurance is better than the employee? I, I, I mean, the employee insurance is better than the boss. There's way more bosses than employees. I'm sorry? There's way more bosses than employees. But we're, so that's why our insurance is worse? Yeah, because it's a cost thing. There's more people, there's fewer people at the top, so it's easier to give them the best and then it just... And so you're okay with the employees have better insurance than the boss? Not at all, but... Oh, they, but that's they, why it is. But they get to vote on it, not us. <laughs> they, they make those rules. If you vote on them, they pass them. But how come the boss is running the employees? He gave them a <laughs> <laughs> It would be like me and my business allowing employees to take over, and they have the best insurance. I'm the little peasant in the business now, even though I own the business. The boss, the, the, the employees are supposed to do the will of the bosses. Right, but they're not doing that. But I don't want to get too far away from it. I just thought about that. I wanted to throw that in there. It seemed weird that the employees are living better than the boss. And we are the boss. You, have you ever seen yourself as the boss of the government? Had you thought about that before? Yeah. No? How come you guys looking crazy? But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. But um, yes? I'm glad you brought this up because you know what it really does? It reveals our mindset. Because that's the way we really think. We are the employees and they are the boss. Right. That's, that's, that's a mindset that we have. Well, let me remind you guys, you are the boss. But you know, you know what? If You're the boss of all the government. You're the boss. If I can add something. I don't really want to get away from this subject. So Just to add an important point there. Okay. See, over time, slowly but surely, there's a reversal of the role. Yeah. Kind of like in the we home. Lost, we lost our freedom and we lost our, you know, the, the, you know, that the, the power rests with the people. It's all gone, it seems like it. Yeah, it's kind of like in the home after a while the husband become the wife and the wife become the husband. Yeah. Have you noticed that? That's right. Anyway, um, reminding you that this is a spiritual battle, all right? And so, um, do, you know, you, do you believe that the president should have said anything? No. Should not have said anything? No. All right. No. And why not? Because people are always looking at the president. He's supposed to set the example. He, he, he disrespected the duties of the policeman who did his job. Right. Too. Oh, okay. You feel the same way, miss? Yes. That he should not have said anything? That's correct. And, and why is that? Because he's supposed to be biased. Supposed to be biased. There's well, a lot of unbiased. Uh, unbiased. Unbiased. Right. He was biased. He should be unbiased. <laughs> That's the problem. So because of that reason, he should not have said anything? That's correct. So when the reporter asked a question, he should have just done what? Said what? 
Give it to to the justice system. You say what? I think you should have said, I just don't want to get involved. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't. Why do you think he didn't say that? I wonder that too, because I felt that he should have been thinking, you you know, far enough in advance to word what he said even differently. Yeah. What do you say, Patrick? Should he have said anything? No, he definitely shouldn't have said anything, but I'm glad he did. I um, I'm glad that the president said what he said, and you, and the reason for that normally when he speaks he speaks by teleprompter, so those are not the words from his heart. God said that when we speak we speak from our heart, we speak. So if you want to know what a person's like, listen to what they say, then you can know their heart. And so when he spoke, he spoke from his heart, and now we know what type of person we have running the White House. So I'm glad that it happened. He did the right thing. Now, I know in the intellectual world, they'll say, oh, no, he should not. But we're supposed to speak from our heart. I think if, the pre- if, if, we, if we demanded that the politicians and the preachers and the people who represent us speak from the heart, we would really see the kind of folks who would get in the end before we vote for them. For them. Yes, ma'am. I think that everything that's lawful is not necessarily expedient. I mean, our things we think, I don't think it's wise that we say them just because it, it could be very damaging. Right, but at least you know where the person is coming from when they speak. That's how you know the person because you speak from the heart. But if I have a written message and I'm reading a teleprompter that's been thought through, most of the time what's in there is not going to be the truth. It's guarded, it's guarded words. I'm not going to tell you, you're not going to see the real me. But if I can speak from my heart, you're going to see the real me. And now America see the type of person that they have elected. And they now know it's going to show them what they need to do at this point. It's like when you're dating, if the person speaks from their heart, you can tell who you're about to marry. And, and, and some people, they do speak from their heart when they're dating, but, and they tell lies. But the ego love lies, so you end up marrying a liar anyway because you're glad they're lying to you. But you need to watch the way people speak if you want to know where they're coming from. And you could tell when they're being phony, when they're a hypocrite, when they're lying, if you listen closer to what, you're, what they're saying, then you can see what to do, the next step to take. But you've got to love truth and not love lies. The one thing, yes, Pat. The one thing that was left out of what the president said, and it's left out of this dialogue, and that's why I want to talk about, I want to talk to you about love, and that this battle that we're fighting is a spiritual battle. It's a battle between good and evil. And the one thing that is clear to me and it may be clear to others, but I know it's clear to me, and I'm always talking about it. I've been talking about it for the last 20 years. Not all, not all, not all. You understand me saying not all, right? The one thing I realize is that most black people don't have love for the white man. They don't have love for their fellow white brothers and sisters, for the white man. They hate him. And so when the president said that, it revealed that he has the same hatred for white Americans. Because had he been honest about him, he didn't have that anger there, he would have still, he should have dealt with the issue. He, would have, he should have said, you know what, the police has authority, you know, he was doing his job. The guy should be thankful that he showed up. There was no need, even if it is your friend, there was no need to call the guy a racist. There was no need to get angry. 
And if the officer was out of control, there was ways, there were steps he could have taken later about it. So that was wrong. That's what the right thing to say. But to say America has a history of treated, and the cops has a history of treating black people in this way, only added to the anger of black people. Because yes, police officers stop black folks, but we have a history of committing crimes because the parents have not raised their children in the right way to go. And black young men have a history of committing crimes in their neighborhoods, disrespecting authority, uh, you know, children born out of wedlock. They, they have a history of robbing white women, taking their purses while walking down the streets. I, I work with black men all the time, but I hear this all the time. They think it's cool to take an old woman's purse, a white woman's purse. So we have a history of committing crimes. But the so-called leadership have told black folks that if the cops stop you, they're doing it because they're racist. So that anger is already there. The anger is there from, from coming from bad homes. And now they're angry at the cops from stopping them because when you're angry, it's easy to believe a lie. And now blacks are being told you're being stopped because you are black. Not because you, you know, we have a history. And it's unfortunate that the good have to suffer with the bad sometimes. You know, we haven't raised our children right. We have, a, we have allowed black people to deceive us, to tell us that there's a race war going on even when it's not. And we're angry about it. And when you're angry, you can't see the truth. Obama left out the fact that we have not raised our children properly. That's why police officers stop us. Crime is out of control in the inner cities. That's why the officers are stopping us. And we all know this. This is not new. Everybody, if you live in America, you know what's going on, but you won't be honest about it. If you're going to tell the story about black people um, being stopped by the cops, why not tell them why? Yes, we're being stopped. I, I remember I've been stopped by police when I was angry. I've been stopped by police officers, too. I, the last time I was stopped, it was two white cops. A, a male and a female. And, it, and I was on my way to work. I never forget it. I had my janitorial service. I was going to work at night. And they stopped me, and I don't even know why. And they, this lady had this gun on me. She was like screaming, get out on the car, or whatever they say, right? And I'm thinking, this woman going to kill me. You know, if I, you know, and God protected me that I did not get real angry in that situation and act out because that woman looked so nervous as though she was going to kill me. And in my state of anger, I thought, they're stopping me because I'm black. And that's why they're doing it. And that makes you mad, because that's what the devil tells you, right? But when I got over my anger, I realized that I'm suffering along with the bad as a black man because we have not cleaned up our neighborhoods. Black people are afraid of black people. They, uh, black adults are afraid of black teenagers. They're afraid to correct them for fear of getting cursed out or shot. They're afraid of getting killed. And so if we don't be honest about those things and deal with those things, how are we going to make things better? Accusing the officers is not going to change it. When this Gates went off on the police officer calling him racist and your mama and being stopped because I'm black, that didn't do the problem any good. But that's what's being taught to young people and now when they're stopped, that's the first thing they say. I'm being stopped because I'm black, even if they have committed a crime. And these black kids are doing it to white school teachers and everybody. 
and the white teachers are being blamed for it. How are we going to get this better if the president don't tell the truth about what's going on? And if we don't tell the truth. We got to love one another. I'm glad he said it. And I hope you open your eyes and see what you're dealing with. He didn't feed from the teleprompter this time. But we haven't cleaned up our neighborhood, and that's why it's happening. And if all the white people stop, if all the cops stop stopping us, if they let us go, we're going to have hell to pay. It's not going to stop black-on-black crime. It's not going to stop out-of-wet-lot birth. It's, it's going to get worse. We need something to stop us. But black people won't be honest about it. Black Americans need to repent. They absolutely need to repent. They need to love the white man. Dr. King said it. He said, overcome evil with good. We're coming out of this situation. Don't come out of it with bitterness. Come out of it with love. And I don't see love in in the black community. You should hear some of the stuff that they're saying now in the media. These so-called black intellectuals, what they're saying. I heard a guy, um, um, I debated this guy too, a black professor from Princeton. What's that guy named, Patrick? Michael Earl Dyson. You can't get any evil than he is. He was on the media this morning saying that, oh, this is really great. We need this debate going. The attorney general said that we were cowards in dealing with racism. Not only do we need to deal with racism, but we need to make it easier or change the laws for black people who go to jail. We need to, we need to prevent them from being punished so much, so harshly in jail. I'm like, this is evil. This is evil right here, working right now. The unfortunate thing is that because white Americans are afraid, all this stuff going to come about, and we're all going to suffer for it. Everybody turn your cell phones off? Turn your cell phone off. <laughs> but we're going to suffer for it. Um, God said that we should love one another. Let me just read you something here, and then I'll take your comments. In um, uh, John 13, Christ would get, had hung out with the, with the uh, disciples and with the folks. And he said, eventually, I'm going to leave. I'm going. I got to go. But I give you a new commandment. I give you a new commandment. And in, uh, in 30, uh, uh, verse 34, it said, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And 35 say, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one to another. When you are accusing the police officer for doing their jobs because they're white, when you're accusing the white man of holding you down and, and hating the white man and calling yourself a man or woman of God, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. That is not love. And we got to be honest about this. It's the truth that's going to set us free. We got to literally tell the truth about what's going on. And for these adults in these high positions to act this way and say and do what they say is evil because they're teaching the next generation to hate as well. They have given them a reason to hate. The president's words carry power because he is the president and it influences others. And now his words have created uh, a hatred between the races that can I mean, I don't know if it could cause a destruction that we don't want to have to deal with. Yes, ma'am. Um, you said that black people are 
people need to repent. Yes. So what you mean, I'm, I'm kind of asking, is that even though black people went through slavery yes. in America, that they need to repent for hating the wrong that was done in Absolutely. The you need to stop hating, even in our personal lives. You need to see injustice, but don't hate it. Because it's a spiritual thing going on. And you become, you're making too much noise all that stuff. <laughs> on the front row. My mic is picking all that. Yeah, a little girl. Not today. Tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, um, uh, I lost my thought. That, I'm sorry? Oh, don't hate injustice. Either in your, in your personal life, in your relationships. If somebody do you wrong, if someone lie on you, or they steal from you, or they cheat on you, you deal with that issue, but don't hate the person for it. Because you become subject to what you hate. You lose. You start to act out the very thing that you hate. You fall in love with the very thing that you hate. So you, you gotta, you got to create a space between you and the world around you. you got to be separate from that. Because it, it's destroying you when you hate it. It's evil. If you can see that the battle is evil, then you will be protected from it. But most people don't see. They, they, they take the challenges in a physical way, a mental way, rather than realizing that it's spiritual. We are, we are all spirits, and we deal with spiritual things. It just looks like it's in a human form. But there's something working through the people that's doing the hurt, that's causing the pain for you. And it's not them. It's something that's making a home inside of them. And that's why you find so many people in bad relationships because they're attracted to what they hate. They can't live upright because they're attracted to what they hate. You see women are attracted to men in prison. You can be a, 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 a killer and they, they're attracted to that man because they hate that kind of a person. Now they want to go to jail and get married to the person. Isn't that amazing? And so black Americans got to stop hating white folks. And white people got to be, stop being afraid and start speaking the truth. Oh, I hear white people saying all the time, oh, I'm afraid of black people. I'm afraid of uh, being called a racist. How can you say you love God, you love what's right, and afraid of being called a name? Aren't you glad Jesus Christ wasn't afraid of being called a name? They call this guy everything in the book. Can you imagine he said to God, you know what, I can't do this. They're going to call me a name. <laughs> They're going to call me a liar. They're going to take away my, my mule. Jesus rode around on a donkey, right? They're going to take my donkey if I tell the truth, my mule. But Christ didn't care about material things. He didn't care about what you thought. He told the truth because he loved you. And we got to love one another to tell the truth. I go through... Absolute hell for, telling, for saying what I'm saying now. They call me names. They say, you sh even on my radio show, they want me to have a, a day of nice, a black day of nice, being nice to black people. <laughs> Just one hour. <laughs> on one hour, say everything nice only about black people. And so we're going to try to see what happens. Why? Because I'm going to show you that I have one day of, of being all nice, and then the next day I come back with the truth. And then they're going to not remember the nice day. They're just going to remember the pain of the truth. It's not going to help. 
Being nice is not going to change your soul. Being nice is not going to bring salvation. Telling the truth is going to bring salvation. Dropping your anger will bring it. Um, is Oren into a, a bad word now? Yeah, he's yeah. Asian. Well, Are you serious? That's what I just said. Orient is a bad word? That sounds so yeah. nice, like you're from the Orient or something. That's a bad word? Because there's Japanese, there's Chinese, and they're, they're, they're not Korean. all the same people. So that's what you assume. You say they're Oriental. They're not all the same. Wow. Well, isn't Asian all different? Yeah, I mean, you can be Indian and be Asian. But they don't want you to call them Asian either. See, we need to get them born again too then. That's bad. We need to preach the message of salvation to those folks. God said that uh, yesterday I spoke at a tea party rally and there were a couple of black people there challenging me. And one thing that one of the guys said was, we need to know our history. He said, the problem with black Americans, we don't know our history. We need to go all the way back to Africa, learn our history, back to slavery. And then if we learn our history, then we will become a better people. How many people agree with that? Yeah. Only one? Two people? It's okay to know Three. History. So what? I believe that we need to learn our history. And then we'll be a better people? Well, I don't know how better, but... <laughs> 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 I'm telling you. So you don't, you don't think knowing our history will make us better? No. I don't know, just... Uh, it could... It could be a help. I don't know. Uh, I disagree on a lot of things you're saying today. Oh, you do? Yes. Good. What, <laughs> what do you... Uh, <laughs> I love people who disagree. Bring it on. And what do you disagree about? Because I think we're all in the United States, in this world, and it's good and bad, and all nationalities. And uh, you hamper, hamper, hamper on the mm. people of color. Right. To me, I, I do. Think it's so unfair because she does bad things, he does bad things. We're all in this world together. Right. We all need to love one another, black, white, na all nationalities. Right. So to me, I believe the history would do us good. And to me, the Caucasian white people, it would do them good to know our history, too. What good would it do them? Well, to me, they understand it's better. Then they understand why we act so crazy. They still lynching in, in some parts of the South. They still hate. KKK is there. So to me, we all have a problem. We right. all have a problem. And to me, for you two, and I know you mean well, because I, I still can. And you better but, not stop. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> but I, I do believe that if white people know our history, and I know our, their history as well. You know, I want, to, I want us all to love. And like you say, John, we, he, he wants us all to love, no matter what color you are, no matter what nationality you are. Well, I don't disagree with that. So what is always black, 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 black. Come on, let's face it, we all have made mistakes. We all have broken the law. We all I don't have. disagree with that. So why don't you, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, this, this, is, this is my, it bothers me when, when, when us as black Americans, you know, we keep bringing up slavery and that's the reason that we have a, a right to be angry today. But what I was thinking about is like, 
we're not the only race that's ever been oppressed. Yeah. I mean, they tried to annihilate the entire Jewish race at some point, but they didn't self-destruct as a result. What we did is we took what was our oppression was done to us and used it as an excuse to self-destruct. Yes. Yes, Japanese people were, were imprisoned in, in the early 90s. Chinese were discriminated against for a long period of time in this country, but they didn't let it keep them down. They, they used it as a fuel to get better and to become contributed parts of the society, but we did the opposite. Yes, ma'am. We let it destroy us from the inside out. And yes, ma'am. And we focus so much on it because it has literally, and it is continuing to destroy our people, and we're doing it to ourselves because we're so fixated on mm -hmm. that we were slaves in the past. A lot of races were slaves in the history of this world. Yes. It was not a new concept when it came to America. It was not just invented for Africans. It, you know, it, it happened everywhere else before it happened here. But we shouldn't use that as, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not, this happened to us, let us move on from this. It's let's keep revisiting it and using it as a reason for us not to do anything about bettering ourselves in this world. That's right. And that's what's so frustrating. You think I focus on black people too much too? Did you, say, did you agree with her on that? Well, I think um, it's not that you focus on it too much, but then you should bring about, to me, you bring about the negative aspect. There's so much positive among the blacks. Like what, for example? Well, I mean, if you look in history, there are a lot of inventions that were done by the blacks right. that are not known. And we could bring that out, indicate because after all, we're going to pass on from this life. We're leaving this world for our youngsters. Right. And if we constantly harbor on, harbor on the negative aspect and what happened to us in the past, what they cannot undo that. Do you think they, that Professor what? Gates would know the history that we have invented things? And I'm sorry? The Professor Gates, the guy from Harvard. Did you hear about that story? I, I listened to part of it. Yeah. Do you think he know the history of black people? That well, being I, a Harvard I, I, professor, I, would he know that we invented the light bulbs? Did we invent the light bulb too? If we oh, we did. Edison. Oh, we invented Edison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Black man is Right. Okay. Do you think the professor know that? A lot of what we invented was was not acknowledged. Right. By who invented it? But that what they invented was taken by someone else saying that they did it. And right. not giving the correct uh, due to the person who actually did it. Okay. And then we. I, 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 my philosophy now, because I'm going to pass on, right? What am I going to leave for the next generation? Right. I don't need to leave to this next generation about the negative things. What good is that going to do them? It's going to, it's going to make them angry and have animosity. We don't need that. Right. We need them looking. They've got to get along, and they've got to live in this world. They've got to live with their peers, with, with others. So that's what we should be, like you said, love. Yeah. Love. Interesting stuff. Love. I love this. Love. I'm loving this. Ooh, I love all, I, I love all these witnesses. And you feel that we, if we went back into history and, and learned about black stuff, black history and all that, we'll get better? Well, I think black history is way, way before slavery. Right. <laughs> and if we learned all that, would we get better? Um, it was a better understanding, but I, I don't think, you know. Understanding. White, black, all of us to learn. To me, I don't have no problems okay. being taught in school. Why? 
Well, I don't either. It, it, it should it, be. Is it Let me. Head, it's something here, head that we don't need to know. Okay. It's, it's a lot of secrets there, and you know a lot of secrets there, Jesse. You from Alabama? <laughs> don't remind me. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to know that history. <laughs> yes, sir. Ozzy, a lot of people totally missed the point when they say we should go back and learn our history. They never, they never go about how we, uh, how would we respond to what we learn? How would we react? What, how, how would we react as individuals? I always believe, uh, believe that the more uh, that anything we learn in history won't, uh, won't affect us because we'll still, uh, we'll still react and act in the same old way. All right. That's why I say. Uh, Think to the fact that our forebearers were slaves in this country because they were slaves in their home country. All right. And you, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. The lady was talking that she didn't know that black men were in Congress a long time ago. There were a lot of things, facts that she didn't know. Um, but the fact is, that's not because the right suppressed that information. It's the left that does that suppresses that information because that goes contrary to the uh, buildup of this big case on racism. Well, if, there was, if there were black men who were congressmen and there were black men doing all these different things, then things weren't 100% racist. The left doesn't want you to know that there was anything that was not racist back there in the, in the past. Everything, if there's a congressman that was black that became a congressman, somebody voted for him. Yes, yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah. History is very important, it really is. But we cannot derive our identity from history. You see, that's what uh, a lot of people try to do, is uh, derive their identity from, from history. We need to get our identity from God, not from history. And uh, uh, we, you know, like I said before, history is really important. Uh, but we need to learn from the history, the positive things, and not uh, use history uh, to, uh, uh, to, you know, in other words, to start hating as to what happened in the past. I mean, that would be just completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. I, to add to what Stuart is saying, basically the schools are run by socialist left-wing people anyway. They're the ones that are playing this card that it's, everything's racism, and all he's saying is that they're the ones who aren't allowing people to see that blacks were things were not totally racist way back then. Okay. And, yes. and also, one more thing. If you put the history thing is kind of odd, because if you put a kid, five kids in here from five different nationalities, they'd all just play and have yeah, fun. Fine. They please, don't care about kids. history. They don't care about history. <laughs> the kids is fine. That's how we should. I love that's what exactly kids play. But when, you, when it comes to grown-ups, hate, <laughs> hate, hate. To me, I have seen a lot more than probably you got. Probably you have seen, and it's it's hurt. It's what? It's a hurt thing. Uh, Hatred is a hurt yeah. thing. I'm over, I'm getting over that because God said love, and I believe in love and forgive, and we have to forgive. But a lot of people will not forgive because they did this to me and did this to me. But to me. I'm out here teaching you. But those same people are not going to forgive if they know your whole history. Exactly. They're, huh? they're going to be the same people that still hate. They're going to hate more. The Ku Klux Klan, they can know every bit about oh, your yeah, history I, I, and they're yeah. still going to hate. Yeah, so it's not yeah, going to change yeah. anything. 
Yes, definitely. I was thinking about this a few days ago. I was thinking all kinds of questions. I was wondering, like, if blacks came on their own over here, would things still be the same? You know, because everybody, all the other races, they came over here on their own. And also, I was wondering, like, Obama made that statement, like, there's still racism. Like, how did he become president if there's still racism? He ain't even saying, well, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm a president, but... <laughs> Let me just say this. Hey, Let me just say this. He's human. He's what? He's human too. Uh, you know, um, yeah, we need him to be the leader. <laughs> Let me just say this to you. Um, for children of God, history doesn't matter. Because for children of God, there is no history. Amen. There is no such thing as history. All you have is now. When you come into the presence of God, all you have is this moment. History is an illusion of your imagination. It's not even real. All that stuff that happened in history has faded away and gone except in your mind. It doesn't even exist. It's all made up. It's a lie. And if you found out that uh, a black man invented the stop sign, all you're going to do is get an ego feeling from that for a moment, but you're still going to be a hell of a person. Mean, hateful, bad to your children, treating one another wrong, hating your fellow man, but you feel warm for because a black man um, did a, a, a light pole. That ain't gonna, that's not gonna, I started to sound black, that ain't gonna change your heart at all. It's not gonna change your spirit at all. It's gonna add to your hatred. Because now you're gonna say, why, do, why wasn't I told that? I didn't know that. There is no history. All you have is now when you're born again, when you can see that. People who want to live in the past are people who are living in the darkness. What good is that? It's not going to do you any good. It's not going to make you go out and build a light sign. And even if you went out and built another one, you're still going to be an angry, lost person. There is no history. There's no history. It's an illusion. Those things have faded away and gone. It happened in its time. It faded away and gone. Remember we, when we had Afros? They're gone now. They happened then. Would we want to live in the memory of Afros and feel good? It's an illusion, folks. And, and somebody made the point. If, if uh, black people learn every, and black and whites, learn every bit of history that black people did, let's find out that, that, that Jesus Christ was black with an Afro. And he has they afro to put on it. Okay. Black people will still be hated. It's not going to change anything. When you are born again, you're going to see that those things don't mean anything. Why focus on the past or the future when all you have is now? And why not live now with love, perfect love? Loving your fellow man, meaning that you tell them the truth. You don't agree with the evil. You tell them the truth. You don't hold it against them. And just live your life. Whatever happened last night is done, it's over, it's faded away, except in your mind. The liars are telling you that you need history. Uh, Professor Gates knows history, and look how he acted with the police officer. He has to know black history. He teaches W.D. Du Bois black history class. But look how his anger came out when the officer went there to do his job. That, that's not... History is not going to change anything. When police officers stop me now, if they're yelling and screaming and being mean, I'm calm, 
let them yell and scream. And if I feel that they treated me wrong, I'll go downtown and file a report. I'm not going to let it affect my soul. I'm not going to go off and put my life at risk like that. History is not, you must be born again of the spirit of God. That's what's going to change your life. And everything that, all this stuff being said is what you've been fed in your head to believe. It, it's, yes, there are, right. Let me, let me tell you this. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Yes, there are mean people out there. You live with some mean folks. But you don't have a right to hate them. I don't hate them. You do not have a right to hate them. But you didn't get your past either. Yes, you did. God said, let it go. What good would it do to hold on to it? If if you don't, how can you profit? Or how can you be a better person if you haven't lived or something has happened to you in the past? Very good question. The guy asked the same thing yesterday. He said, how can you live a good life if you don't live in the past? Profit you if you don't know the past. He said to me, didn't your past make you what you are today? And I said, no. My past did not make me what I am today. God changing my heart, taking away my anger, bringing me into the light, changed my life and made me what I am today. Amen. It had nothing to do with my past. He changed my heart, and that's what made me better. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am here today because I, I'm, I'm employed with a homeless in L.A. downtown. Oh, okay. I'm a... Could you speak up a little a social worker there and I'm trying to find a place for my clients to be able to come to worship and to get support. The only thing that I have found, uh, and I went to school for a very long time, the only thing that I have found that changes anybody is God's word. Yes. It done it to me in 1970 or in 1978, it completely changed my attitude. And I was raised on Skid Row with a very abusive mother. You were raised on Skid Row, you said? I was raised on Skid Row. Wow. In UCLA, uh, and being blonde wasn't easy. I thought blondes had more fun. Not, not there. Not there. Not there. <laughs> All right. But, um, she's, she's Mexican. A Mexican blonde. I'm Latina. Yes. Wow. So it you look like worse. a white woman. I know. Now we don't have to hate you because you messed up. Thank you, Tony. The only thing that has improved all my clients, and I've been employed since 1993 in this field, the only thing that has changed my clients' attitude and behavior, um, even with mental That's right. illness, people yep. that have really been institutionalized for years, each of them has a Bible. I, I, I always provide a Bible, my husband and Everybody and their mama have a Bible. That is where our income goes to. Yeah. It's there. But when they start to get a hold of God's word, when they start to connect to a place where they worship Jesus Christ, you could see them grow and prosper and think. That's right. And make good, wise choices. It is, I mean, Everything here, uh, the black, white, and, and all that, it, it just aggravates me because yeah. that is not yeah. the issue. That's right. Politicians yeah. make it the issue so they could get reelected, and that's what I have seen. Amen to that. Let so me say, guys. If we, if we put our head and our soul into the scripture 
and abide in it. That's the only thing that is going to bring peace and healing into our life. I agree. Nothing else. I want you guys to notice too, because I still hear some of you thinking that if you knew history, if you did this and all that, that somehow or another that's going to make you a better person. It is not. It is not. It's not going to change. It's not going to change one heart. Now, let me just say this. I do believe that the contribution that black Americans made to this country should be a part of the history books. It should be in the classroom and taught as normal and regular as any other thing, but not even taught as black history, as American history. This is what happened in America. These are the people who don't even put the black stuff in there because it's just going to work on the mind. Okay. They're still going to separate the races. It should be, if I was out there fighting for that kind of stuff, that would be my fight, to just include it in the book. Yeah. So when kids go to school, they will learn, and it will just encourage them to go out and build a, build a light pole, but it's not going to change their life. It's not gonna, they'll get a lot of money from it. they become very famous. But if they are not born again of the Spirit of God, they're still going to be insecure. They're going to have doubt. They're going to have worries. They're going to have fear. They're going to make bad decisions. They're going to live a, a bad life. It's not going to change the Spirit at all. As a matter of fact, God tells us to overcome those things. He tells us to be in the world but not of it. We should, there is no history, folks, I'm telling you. It just, when it happened, it happened in the time. And it's over now. And all we have, in, when you're born again, you will see that all you have is this very moment. That's all you have. There's nothing else. But when you're angry, when you have resentment in your heart, you're living in your imagination, you, have, you think that last year was better and tomorrow's going to be better, and you're not appreciating what you have now. But that's why you must be born again. You need to get to know yourself. And that's good. Let me ask the lady in the green. She wanted, what, what do you think about all this? Um, I, I agree with some of the things and some of the things I don't agree with. That I've said? With what you said and some of the... Um, One thing, real, we have about a minute. One thing you disagree with. Because I want to be really clear. That's why I like this kind of fellowship. Give me one thing you disagree with. Don't be talking for her. <laughs> she has been trying to speak for you. Don't listen to her. One thing, Mama. You can't. I think you can learn from your past because if you've been through something before, it's not going to make you want to go back to it. But most people do. Most people do. Have you noticed? That's a very good point. Thanks for disagreeing. Ninety-nine point nine nine 9% of the people repeat what they've done in the past. They may do it with a different person, but it's the same thing. They do not get over it. They tell themselves, I'm not going to do this again. And they end up doing the same thing again. They keep repeating it. They do not learn from the past. Look at your own personal lives and see how often you repeat the past. And you tell yourself you're not going to do it. You learn. I learn from that. I would never do that again. And end up doing it again. I know people in and out of relationship. I would never, and women say, I would never sleep with another man until I'm married. I thought that was love. 
And as soon as they meet the next guy, what do they do? Hop in bed. Because this is better. The, the, the devil lied to them. This one is better. So let's get it on, said Marvin Gaye. But people don't learn from their path. They repeat the past over and over again. And you will continue to do it over and over again until you have a new spirit. That's weird. Until you have a new spirit, you must be born again. And so is this all lies that you learn from your past? You don't learn from your past. You really don't. It's just, it's just that you don't know yourself well enough to see that you're not learning from the past. It's all lies. Well, honestly, it's just all lies. You do not learn from your past. Angry people that don't repent and forgive, they die angry. And they say, oh, I'm not going to be angry next time. Parents tell their children, I'm not going to be mean. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to do it again. And the first incident come up, they go off again and make their kids angry, repeating itself. You don't learn from your past. If you doubt me, watch yourself this week and see how often you're doing the same thing over and over again. You don't learn from it because it's spiritual. It is stuck in your soul, and it controls you, and it makes you do the thing you don't want to do. This is why you must, you must be born again. The world is lying to you about all this stuff. You're listening to the world. You're not listening to the Spirit of God within you. You're listening to the world, and you're not paying attention to yourself. You must be born again. You must be born again, folks. You, listen, you, don't, you don't change from the past. There is no past. You don't, and black folks got to repent. Black people need to stop hating. And I say, oh, let me answer that real fast. I have, what, two minutes left? The reason I say black people, because nobody else is telling black people the truth about this. I'm the only one out there telling black people the truth about this. I'm like Moses out there. He tried to tell the Jews what to do. And he went for years telling them they need to repent. Isn't that true? He told them over and over and over. And the Jews were like, why are you telling us? Won't you tell the Gentiles the same thing? But his calling was to tell the Jews to repent. I'm saying to black America, you need to repent. You need to stop hating. And don't worry about what the white man is doing. White folks taking care of themselves. And if they hate you, fine, you need to love them. But you need to repent. You need to stop hating. And once you stop hating, God is going to protect you, and there's nothing on earth that can stop you. But black Americans need to repent. And they need to stop talking about, why are you just telling us? White people are doing it too. When you go to God to apologize for your sin, do you say, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I have sinned. But that lady down the street did it too. <laughs> my husband or my wife did it too. Do you tell God that? God said that you need to repent. You need to love because perfect love protects you. It casts out all fears. It casts out all doubts. That makes sense? Yes. You guys got to stop listening to the world. You're listening to the world. They are liars. They're deceivers. They're other father the devil. I appreciate you tuning in. Go to my website at bondinfo.org. We need your support. If this is helping you at all, we got to get the truth out there. Go to bondinfo.org or call 800-411-BOND for counseling. If you want to be a part of the service, uh, whatever we can do to help you. But we need your support. Go to bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. You need to realize, folks, that there are two things going on out there, good and evil. Evil working through the intellectual, 
the common, the common person needs to have some sense and start to see that it is spiritual and not physical. There is no past. All we have, God said, come into the presence of God. He's in the now. Thank you for tuning in, and I appreciate your support. And thank you guys for being here as well. I appreciate it. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.